Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Sean Salisbury, Sports Talk 790. I can, I can add an E. Yeah, I, I like it. I mean, I call I, I, oh, Jason you, Pinkston Pink. I call you Dusty. I call him Pinky. That one I don't know. That one I'm not cool with. Sean Salisbury joins us now on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Sean, welcome to the show, buddy. Thanks. Happy New Year to you guys. Thank you. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. Um, if the Browns beat the Steelers on Sunday, that would make them 8-9. and nine. They're not in the playoffs, but they would spoil the Steelers' attempts to get into the playoffs. Would beating the Steelers twice, should we view that as an acceptable silver lining to making the playoffs? I think any win, they're hard to come by after what's gone on this year and the quarterback situation and getting it done and probably disappointing for for uh, many Browns fans because it didn't get to what I think a lot of us thought was a playoff uh, roster. Yeah, I, listen, I, I know it's the easy thing to say, and it sounds so elementary and so cheesy. Yep, within the division, win games, they're hard to come by, but they are. They just are, and – you know, I mean, so anytime you can beat teams that are rivals and beat a team twice in your division and, and disappoint their playoff hopes when, you know, and Mike Tomlin, who I don't believe Mike's ever had a losing season. I, I don't think. He I hasn't, think, no. I, so a chance to which would put the Steelers at eight and nine, and I think Mike Tomlin probably, if you get through a third name and Mike Tomlin's not mentioned as a head coach in this league, as, as, as the top three or four, then you probably haven't watched much football. And I know you guys see him. I love Mike. And what he's done with that team is nothing short of fantastic considering their situation. And their, their roster, quite frankly, shouldn't be in this position. So, um, And the way he's got them, you know, continuing to play hard and smart. They should be playing hard because it's football. So, hell, yeah. I, they're, they're, you you want to beat them? I don't care if they had only two wins. If you get a chance to beat a rival on a team like the Steelers, and give somebody their first losing season, although I'm sure Mike doesn't want that. It's a, it's a chore, and it's hard to win in the league. And then I don't believe in off-season momentum, but I believe it's nicer to go into the off-season with the last game being a win and not a loss, and keeping the Steelers out of the playoffs would make Cleveland Browns fans, I'm sure, awfully happy. Sean, I'm actually a Kenny Pickett fan. I liked him coming out in the draft. I think he's been maybe um, unfairly criticized at times. Right. 
Yep. And I'm, I'm right I, here. I'm with, I see you, buddy. But but here's what I'm saying. Like, the kid's a rookie, okay? And and I know the numbers haven't been great, but they're 6-2 and two their last eight games, and they've got a chance to go to the playoffs in Week 18. I, and you're replacing a Hall of Famer. Like, it's tough, tough duty there. What do you think about Kenny Pickett? Yeah, and remember, he wasn't a starter when the season started. Right. He had to wait to get that opportunity too with the, you know with, with Mitch Trubisky. I, I think he's an underrated thrower of the football. Now he put up the numbers, so in college and people in Pittsburgh know he can rip it. But as, as a first round draft pick, when he came in, it's kind of yeah. Well, is this a reach by the Steelers? I mean, that's the way people thought. I, I'm more of a production guy than I am a potential guy. Now, if I got both great production and say, yeah, man, look at C.J. Stroud, tremendous production, but wait till he reaches his potential. And if he does, great, I'm all for it. But I'm not drafting a guy that, that or playing a guy that so, yeah, at some point he's going to be great. Four years later, I'm still saying it. I want a guy who's productive, you know, and Pickett was productive. I think there's a, a toughness about him. Um, I think you're exactly right. He's not a gimmick. Can he two gloves? He can throw it. I think that, that and the franchise who took him, considering – they don't have a lot of quarterbacks in their franchise history that have been, you know, Bradshaw and Roethlisberger. They, they don't change that position much over the course of their career, and they don't change the coaching position. They're pretty good at scouting people and players. They've, they've done a hell of a job of it in franchise history. So a guy that's been in their backyard, they saw more than anybody. Hell, they, they, they woke up in the morning and pickets in their backyard throwing. Yeah, I'm with you. I think there's something there, and it's Mike Tomlin – and this system believes it's good enough for them and they can win with a Hall of Famer that he replaced. He, and listen, and you know this, guys, and Dust, you asked him the question. The chances for him to reach what people felt he could be or his potential almost impossible this year. Even though Ben may have struggled late in his career, it's still Ben Roethlisberger. It's still numbers. I, I'm with you. I don't know if Pickett's going to be a Hall of Famer. I think he's better than the national talk and the scope, and I just don't get it. I, I really don't. Every year we get these guys, everybody thinks we, the measuring stick is Mahomes. It's not. It, it's great. I mean, the measuring stick when you're talking about the best of the, on the planet and alien talent, but that's not normal what he does. What's normal is Daniel Jones's progress finally after four. You know what I'm saying? Something like, like two or three years. Hell, even Darnold's starting to play better after losing his job like 14 times. I mean, so you said Geno Smith. While those some of these guys are late bloomers, depending on system and where you go, the expectations and pressure we put on young quarterbacks, we don't expect a rookie to lead the league in sacks his first year, do we? I mean, I don't expect – I didn't expect Micah Parsons his rookie year, although he's a beast now coming out of Penn State, that in preseason he was going to get – I didn't think, well, if he doesn't get 20 sacks, what a disappointment now. He's the freak on defense that Mahomes is on offense. So the ups and downs of the position, the roster, the changes, the new system, I, don't, I, I can't believe, honestly, the expectations. If we did that, Elway would have never made it. Aikman would have been out of the league. Josh Allen, if we, if, we, if we weren't patient enough, hell, his first two years, he was trying to find his way. Now look, so I, I think we way overdo it on the – expectations what we put on him because we think everybody's supposed to throw for 4,800 yards and do what Dan Reno did in year two. It's ridiculous. It's, 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 I ask people in their own jobs all the time, say, okay, let me ask you this. You're a salesperson. You walked off a college campus and you, for the first six months, got the door slammed in your face 50,000 times. Are we supposed to say, you know what? 
fire him, get him out, doesn't know how to do it, yet we see that at some point you're going to make a sell and it's going to go. So I, I think we're ridiculous and the most ridiculous and difficult the, the position to, you know, discover and evaluate is the quarterback position. I'm with both of you guys, and Dustin, I'm with you. I think Kenny Pickett's got a chance to be really good. Sean, looking to comments Miles Garrett's making, this kind of harkens back to what uh, we said. We had the conversation about beating uh, Pittsburgh twice as kind of a consolation prize for the season. Miles Garrett talked about this game this weekend and the opportunity to play spoilers. I want to play what he had to say. And I want to get your thoughts on on his message about this game. Here we go. I mean, we'd love to do that. You know, we consider them uh, our rivals divisionally. If we can't make it, you know, we're, we're definitely going to make sure those guys can't. You know, we're going to do everything in our power. And uh, you know, much respect to them for for being in this position. Uh, we live for for times like this. So that last line, we live for times like this. Kind of rubbed us the wrong way a little bit. Yeah, we didn't we didn't like it. Do you do you agree with Miles that this is something to live for, or do you do you see why maybe we kind of nitpicked him earlier? I yeah, I think that he I think his is probably a bit hyperbole, and you guys probably uh, took it too deep because we're, we're we all do we're, we're involved. It's like when I hear Lovey Smith here in Houston say, "Man, we're close. We've only lost. You know, we were close. Teams aren't blowing us out yet. You're two fourteen and one. Or two 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 thirteen and one going to be two fourteen and one. So it's like, wait a second. Now, do you do you really believe this? It's the same. I I think that we probably when he says we live for this, I I took it as we live for an opportunity to beat a team that we consider our rival there in the division, and it's the friggin' Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't think that he meant, and this is just my perception. It's weird how people hear different things. Is it? I don't think he meant we live for this more. Then we live for being fourteen and one, or thirteen and two, with a, or thirteen and three, with a chance to win the division and get the home field advance up. But if you're listen, and you get to a point in the season, you got to live for something, right? You got to play for something. Hopefully, are you playing for the last pick of the day? Not not to be the last team in a playoffs. So you're playing for home field advantage, and there's a lot of that going on this week. And for them, they lost the opportunity to live for playing for the playoffs. So what's next? For me, it's okay. We got one game left. We can uh, enter the portal, take it off, and prepare for the draft like some college kids do in big games. Decide they don't want to play, or I can put my hand in the dirt and say I'm going to live for knocking them out. I don't believe in week six that Miles Garrett was thinking. You know what? I live for the fact that we're in position at the end of the year to eliminate one team from the playoffs, even though we're not going. So I get why it would rub you the wrong way, though, because it's a long, frustrating season. But I think that if Miles Garrett was asked hey, man, you're one game away from the playoffs. I think that he would say we live for these opportunities. I think it's hyperbole by him, but I also think we probably all, and I get where you guys are coming from, make too big a deal of it. And I also consider the source of what kind of player is saying it. Is it a guy who uh, is constantly taking time off? Is it a guy who wants to win, who's productive, one of the better players in the league? I think I know who Miles Garrett is, and I would be shocked if he really felt that this was so important. But you guys, at the top of this, we said it. It matters. It matters to you, Nick, about to beat the Steelers twice. So why wouldn't it matter to Miles Garrett about it being living for this? As a player, we overdo it, Dustin. You know this at times. But we got to grab something to hold on to, especially if you're like me, if you're an intrinsic guy. I'll speak for myself. I don't live for the, oh, somebody claps for me or the glory. 
I, I was my dad and driven inside. What, what am I going to intrinsic meaning? What drives me, not the awards and that, what drives me to beat the guy across from me so I can look at myself and say, I didn't, I didn't quit on my team in week 18, game 17. You got to find something, especially when the only thing to do after this is take your ass home. So I, I'm okay with what Miles Garrett said. I try to keep it. I think it was hyperbole, but I don't think he meant it as this is everything to us. If he would have said something like, hey, man, you know what? We're not in the playoffs, so whatever happens, happens. Imagine that, how it would have rubbed us three, right? At least your star player wants to show up and kick somebody's ass. I'm okay with that. Sean, looking to where the Browns are, I think a lot of Steelers fans are looking at the chance to make the playoffs, and even if they don't, even if they just beat the Browns but miss out on the playoffs because of the math around them, I think a lot of Steelers fans are feeling pretty rosy about uh, 2023. I don't know if it's the Deshaun stuff. I don't know if it's the the, the defense or people not feeling like the Browns are going to make moves, but it doesn't feel, despite the Browns being 5-4 and four in their last nine games, that anybody's particularly rosy about the 2023 Cleveland Browns. Should we be rosy about the 2023 Cleveland Browns? Um, uh, optimistic, Rose. I, I get it. Listen, if you look at both franchises, who going into this season – did we all, and we've been on this show all, all year long, think had a, better, had a better roster, better chance to make the playoffs? I don't know. I believe from, from what we've said that we all thought Cleveland was better than Pittsburgh this year. I had Pittsburgh in last place this year. I had, I had them in fourth place. And here they are rolling into it. The people should I, – I, now listen, the success is getting to the playoffs, but if they don't get to the playoffs because they don't control their own destiny, but they go 9-8, and eight, hell – it feels good. A rookie quarterback. They're feeding off, and here's what the difference is. They're feeding off. we got a rookie quarterback. Mike Thomas here. We're get, trying to get our running game going. We lost some playmakers during the season. We got our, you know, our edge rush. We're trying to back, and we're trying to rebuild this thing. We're 9-8. and eight. We're looking at it. Cleveland's standpoint is, and it's not rosy. Oh, my gosh, the Baker Mayfield thing. We bring Deshaun in you know, all these games into the season. We got by. Our roster's better. We weren't a good tackling team. We got to be better. We got a good roster. So, even if it's just a minute or two or three or a play or two or a game or two, the difference is one's optimistic because they got a chance and they're fighting for something and hope to get help. The other is we're disappointed because I thought the Browns would be a 10-11 win type team this year. Even with Brissett at quarterback, their roster said, if we can remember, guys, what the first four or five, we said they, they're capable of winning them all. And so it didn't, it didn't go that way, but I think it, it, it really – a game or two, the difference, and I say it all the time to people, the difference between a winning team and a championship-caliber team and a team that doesn't is about eight plays a game, about two or three players, and a quarterback. And then that's the truth. The truth is Pittsburgh overachieved and the Cleveland Browns underachieved. So I wouldn't think Pittsburgh rosy. I think Pittsburgh's like, we did more than I think people expected, although you're not content. With Cleveland, it's we did less than people expected, and of course we're not content. When are we going to get it fixed? But the rosy and optimistic part is you look ahead, and in truth, the truth is you've never drafted a more talented, or should I say traded for, but had a more talented quarterback going into the offseason, at least since time I can remember. Brian Seif was a good player. I'm talking about talent. So that's where your rosy optimism comes from and a roster that's pretty good. The question is, what's going on with the coach? Is there going to be changes on the staff? Are people on the buy-in? Where are we at there? But – I think it's rosy and content, uh, non-content in both places. And think about it. It's about a, it's about a game difference. And look at the, uh, the optimism in one city and the disappointment in another.
Finally, Sean, do want to ask you, obviously the league kind of in an impossible situation with the DeMar Hamlin uh, tragedy that happened on Monday Night Football with them you know, canceling the game right. and trying to figure out how to deal with this, how to manage. Do they play another game? Do they just you know, have it a no contest? Like, Did the league handle this the proper way? I mean, there's really no protocol for this. There's no, there's no handbook on how to handle a situation like this. Yeah, and, I, and it was interesting today. I was thinking about it. You know, in truth, who was anybody? It's, this is a horrible, sobering, gut-wrenching. I've been in a lot of games, seen a lot of injuries. I've never been on the field or watched the game where I saw somebody fighting for their life and have to be revived. It is, it's a wake-up call because we see supermen, superhuman athletes in all our sports doing stuff that's like, man, that's like from a different planet. They're so good. We, we expect them that their life is the same way. But they are human, and I know we've heard that a lot, but the truth is we saw Monday night why real life kicked in. And um, I, don't, I don't think anybody did that. The medical team was urgent and caring and got right to the first responders. It was a clean football play that uh, we don't know why it happened. Was it the wrong hit at the wrong time? It was, it was, it was, it was, is this a, a, such an outlier that we like, man, obviously we want him back to full health and recovery, but who was at fault? There was no cheap hit. There was no guy who came out there with 70%. They put him back on the field. There was no, the, the medical staff, the NFL made the right decision in, in postponing the game. I think everybody did right other than, and just hopefully we're saving a guy's life, other than the fact that we question, are they going to play? Well, they didn't play, and they moved on from it. So now the next question is, at some point they're playing football, and around the league we're playing it this week, so – I don't know what they're going to do, and uh, you're right. The, the, the win situation is doing everything that they did do. Do it right. Now moving forward, they're go, you know you play this week, and then you say, okay, there's one game that's hovering out there. What do you do? Do you move the league back a week? If you never play it, do you stop where the game was and cancel it and just accept the score? Do you? The one thing is we got to know that prioritize right. That the, the, the prioritize right is that. The, the, the health of this young man is my first and foremost. But at some point, they're going to play football again, and, and this weekend's where it starts for some. For Buffalo and their situation and the Cincinnati game, who knows? Maybe after this weekend, you get the next weekend, and we get great news, and they say, okay, and, and then they, they're going to move forward. I don't know. I'm glad I'm not making the decision, but I can tell you this on Monday night, I don't know anybody other than some of the comments you hear from others and you know, and people on hot take shows, I don't know anybody that in the game situation, in a very unfortunate, scary, sobering situation, I don't know who did anything wrong other than play football and do what they were asked to do, revive a man and the first responders in the NFL not playing the game. So in truth, sometimes unfortunate, horrible things happen. And I thought it was handled in the end well by everybody. Now the great result we're looking for is a healthy, full return uh, for this young man and his family. Sean, excellent well, well stuff said. as always, well buddy. Said. Well said. And uh, enjoy the final regular season week of the NFL. We got playoffs soon, buddy. Yep, and we may get two teams. If you think about Jacksonville and Tampa. And, and let me ask you real quick, guys. You got 20, 10 seconds? Yeah, now, we got 10 I seconds for you. Right now, if I said right now, take all the NFC quarterbacks. We don't talk NFC much. All the NFC quarterbacks and stick them all on one, let's say, a good roster, Dallas or San Francisco. Go through the NFC, right? Even if you don't answer it here, go look and tell me what quarterback in January and February you trust the most. And I bet you most of us are going to say 
the 45-year-old in Tampa. I'm not talking about on his team. If you stuck him in Dallas or San Francisco, all the NFC quarterbacks in January with the way he plays, don't you trust him? So think about that. They're the worst of the group going in, and they may be the scary. When I talk, the quarterback may be the most adept in the NFC just by his career and how he is in January. I think it's going to be a fascinating postseason. And you, you put it behind that, that uh, the, the Packers could be the seventh seed as right. well. Sean, right. great stuff, buddy. Have a great week. Enjoy it. Thanks, fellas. Appreciate you guys, too. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is Electrified Diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 